Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, AmSpa founder Alex Tiersch is in conversation with Mitra Silva, founder and CEO at Seymour Design. All right, everybody, welcome again to the AmSpa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This is Alex Tiersch. I am your host, and we are coming live. Well, live for us, I suppose, not live for you if you're listening in your car a week later. But we have on the AmSpa hotline for the, God, I want to say it's the third time, uh, Mitra. Mitra Silva from um, Seymour Designs. You are a, um, you've been doing uh, design for med spas, design for aesthetic practices, and for uh, physician practices for a long time. We've had a few podcasts already, and uh, I encourage those of you who are hearing Mitra's name for the first time to go back and um, check out her prior podcast because they were really interesting. I believe I, I believe I nicknamed you the Med Spa Yoda at some point because <laughs> because you always have such an interesting take on on people's motivations for why they're doing things. Um, you're fast becoming one of my favorite people in the entire industry. So, Mitra, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Like you said, the third time. I'm excited to go deeper. I would say third time's a charm, but yeah. first and second were a charm already, so we don't have to worry about that. But again, go back and for those of you listening, go back and check her 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 prior podcast out. You also have some webinars and things that you've done on the AmSpa website. Um, you have always had a very, very interesting take on the design process. Well, it's interesting for me and I think for a lot of our, our listeners, um, it, um, it's, it's interesting in that, you know, obviously you're doing design for medical aesthetic practices, which is not necessarily new, but the, the, the thought and the, the analysis and the planning that you put into it as far as the way people are thinking, I think, has always been really interesting to me. So before we get started into what we're going to talk about today, which is vertical real estate, which for those of you who don't know what that is, Welcome to the club because I did not either. So we're going to learn all about that. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about what you do, uh, what your practice is, and 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 why people should be uh, listening to you today. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, but I'm going to start from the beginning. My name is Mitra Silva. I'm the founder and CEO of Seymour Design. Uh, my team and I we specialize in medical interior design only. That means we don't do residential, don't do commercial. We solely and passionately focus on medical and trade design. I've been doing this for 18, 20 years now. And I was a pre-med student before I switched to trade design. And, you know, I did design for many years and I realized, you know, I still have so much passion for medical and that's where the whole story started. That's awesome. And, and, and I just want to, I just want to stop you there because we, we, and we talked about this in our prior podcast, for those of you who are listening that are looking to get into aesthetics, I love the, the specificity in your practice. And we always talk about, you know, the niches and are in the riches or the riches are in the niches. So the fact that you're getting into medical interior design, um, is, you know, it's, it's, it's harder to get started maybe at the beginning with because there's not the volume of clients. But once you get yourself going and you become the expert in that field, you can charge more. There's just the world opens up to you. So I think that's just really cool and that you're doing that. So I didn't mean to, didn't mean to cut you off there. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledgement. So now we have projects and clients all across U.S., um, and we do design in different specialty within the medical, but our top specialties is med spa, um, um, meaning aesthetic, plastic surgery, ASC, meaning the surgery centers, and other specialty. And um, so we're my team and I were super passionate about this. And um, when I go to the topic today, you'll see like it requires a lot of diving deep into it to understand and being hand in hand with our clients so we can see all the pain points, everything that is from inside out, not just looking at it from solely from the design standpoint, but looking at it from the business standpoint and combine these together. Well, and that's always, you know, again, one of the things that I always have have been attracted to, to, to what you do is 
Um, a lot like what we try to do and what a lot of people try to do, um, and you seem to actually do it in practice, is to, you know, you are a designer, but your the, the client's business purposes and their, you know, the why for what they're doing is always front and center, which is which is which is very, very interesting and sometimes forgotten. I mean, you know, a lot of times in small business, folks are just trying to get clients. They're trying to survive, which is understandable. The fact that you're kind of using the, the client's business purposes, not only their business purposes, but also just kind of what they're passionate about to get, you know, to, to start to help them with their, their actual design process, I think is really cool. Um, and so as we get into this concept of vertical real estate, um, before we do that though, I want to ask, um, since you've done medical real estate in areas other than medical aesthetics, including, you know, the, uh, plastic surgeons and, and whatnot. What's the, but what's one of the differences that you see between med spas and, and other verticals? So like med spas and plastic surgery, med spas and other types of medicine. And I know I'm kind of throwing this question at you from the, from, from left field, but I thought it would be cause like, I'm, I'm curious what, what, how you find these the industries different. Very good question. Each, each specialty even within the aesthetic, within the medical, it requires a different number one days, different type of patient and clientele to serve and different services. And when you do design, the number one element is to really thinking how this design is going to create more profitability and efficiency in the space. So each specialty has a different workflow. So when you go to the design, in this case, we're talking about vertical real estate, which I'll address it uh, in a a little bit, but like every work area has to be so intentional to that specialty to create the highest level of efficiency equal to what? To the highest level of profitability. That's how we look at it. And dental is different than ophthalmology. Ophthalmology is different than med spa. Med spa is different than plastic surgery. Even within the aesthetic, like how we design the, uh, the OR or surgery centers or nurse station, these are all different activities in the specific area, in the specific specialty. Yeah, and that's um, that's fascinating and I think really intuitive for some people, but not for others. I mean, I think a lot of people try to just come in and they design their their med spa. And, and I know we took kind of a deep dive into this in one of our prior podcasts. They come in and they try to design based upon what they like, what the, you know, purely on aesthetics, and they don't take into account all of the things that make a business efficient and profitable. And so I, you know, I would love to, um, again, I, for, for those of you who want to learn more about that, we, we talk about that in depth in our prior, prior podcast. I think we did this right, like either during or after COVID was our first one. And we, we were taught, you had all sorts of, of cool ideas about how to make things more efficient, how to turn space, you know, cause we were doing all this distancing and you were turning these things into, into, into ways to make money and to make things more efficient. And it's, 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 it's really, really fascinating. I'm curious, you're, you're now, that that was two years plus ago. Um, looking back on your practice now compared to then, um, talk about how far you've come. What's different now with your with your business than it was in 2020, 2021 when we first talked? One point was before everyone else started using Zoom and doing virtual, we were doing it for four or five years. We were so ahead of curve with the whole working because we do projects all across us and we barely travel we have we are very systemized about that but what happened is when COVID happened we had a huge level of growth because we were already ahead of the game but what we did we went deeper internally to even simplify because the growth happened so fast and we you know we faced a lot of challenges like everyone else to for that growth but at the same time we became better we can't even like we can see the effect because we do case studies we go back to our clients the effects that we, then the result that we're getting for our clients even higher and also internally we have grown tremendously uh, like hired more people that you know more team members that you know we train them we came now we're at the place of we simplified everything and we are ready for that, you know, level of growth that brings more of that simplicity, more flow, 
same for the clients as well. The same, giving the higher level of results. And, and let's not forget about your appearance at the medical spa show in Vegas, which, of course, does wonders for everybody because it's the most amazing show in the world. But I'm just, I'm just maybe proselytizing a little bit here. Um, but yeah, so how many, how many employees are you at now? I mean, how many, how many have you hired since, since then? Do, do, do you know off the top of your head? We were, we were around. I believe when, when we. COVID happened, we were like five or six, we are at 17 now. Wow, that's awesome. Good yeah, for you. So we're 17. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, growth is always has uh, two sides to it. One is that stretching point that looking at it like, what am I stretching? Why? Like, it's, it's uncomfortable. But at the same time, I think what happened is every step of the way we I looked at it, as a leader, as as a founder, as a CEO, to how we can celebrate this. And the celebration became our main thing. So internally, we have our core values at Seymour. Our team and I, we have meetings like once a week with the leadership and also monthly with the entire team. We call it Family Club. We keep talking about how we can bring more joy and passion internally, because therefore we can bring more joy and passion for our clients. You cannot walk that path unless you walk your talk. You actually live that life. And internally, we've been extremely intentional about this. So, yeah, it's been awesome. That's awesome. Um, 17 employees. Wow, good for you. That's 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 incredible. And it's been so cool. And I say, I say this to a lot of folks that we talk to because um, obviously the industry is growing so fast and there's there's you know a lot of the businesses are, are growing. Um, it's so cool to see businesses come into this space and then to start succeeding and to start growing and to see how they they kind of impact the industry themselves where do you see i'm curious where do you see um right now by the way for those of you just realizing i've got a lot of dogs and one of them is very anxious right now because come here bobs um what uh, this is kind of a weird time for, for 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 aesthetics i mean it's 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 great and it remains to be great um, but at the same time, I feel like there, there's, you know, it's, it's just a little bit kind of choppy. There's a lot of acquisitions going on. There's, there's, there's a huge amount of investment. There's a huge number of new players. There's new brands. There's new drugs and devices. Um, how are you seeing, I mean, are you seeing it as busy as it was before? Are you, what, what's your take on kind of where the industry is right now? Uh, this is a very good question um, because we do, uh, you know, I have an education part that I do webinars. I we work with the clients across US, so it's, we're not specifically just for one area. What I have been witnessing is the one that they already in the practice and they are very intentional about their practice. They're growing because they set the right foundation. They're not this distracted, meaning they know what part of their practice they need to more focus on as far as their services, how they want to serve the patients. Like those clientele that they come to us, they actually uh, are the one because we serve clients when they're in the mode of growth. Either they're starting and they want to grow fast or they are in the practice for four or five years and they're growing. But what happened, the other thing is we start getting a lot of clients that they are private equities, like exactly what you said, that they're doing acquisition and they buying those practices that they're good, but they want to go to excellence level. So they're buying them and they're helping them to get to that level. So this is what I'm witnessing right now. And a lot of actually, a, a, not a lot, but a percentage, but maybe like 20 to 30%, the ones that they, like, because we talk to them, they're challenged to get finance, financial help to grow because they haven't had the foundation. So that's what I'm witnessing. It's like a one third, one third, one third that I've been seeing. One third is like, I don't know, like, you know, if I, I want to grow, but it's not happening because we get a lot of calls. We try to help our community with the complementary design consultation we have. So we we hear them and we observe that exact question. One third, if I want to just be more like specific, one third is like, I don't know what's happening. I'm, I'm trying to get more finances to grow, but it's not happening. So they're in very more pause mode. 
a, a percentage that they already put a solid foundation, they're intentional about their practice and the services, and they know their branding, their messaging, they know exactly the services that they serve that specific target market they have, they're actually growing very well. And then we see the private equities that are coming to pictures to buying a good practices to take them to the excellence and higher level of profitability. Yeah, that's a great summary of kind of what we're, we're seeing too. It's it's a, such an interesting time. Um, well, let's talk, um, first of all, I, I appreciate all the, your your background. Let's let's talk about vertical real estate. You sent over this topic and I was like, oh my God, yes, I can't wait to talk about this. What is it? I have no idea even what it is, but it, but, um, I know I know because you are the med spa design whisperer slash Yoda. Um, you will have whatever you talk about is going to be um, it's going to be intentional and it's going to have to do with 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 more than just you know making something look good. So talk about what is uh, when you say vertical real estate. What are you talking about? And, and, and give me some background there. Sure, vertical real estate is a topic that I wanted to take all of your audience, your members, that they know they're gonna do something amazing with their practice to a very deep level and opening up a new way of looking at their space. So in, a, in an ordinary world, meaning like, you know, when people looking at real estate, they look at like designers, architects, or in general brokers, when you say, real estate they're looking at or they the first thing that comes to my mind is a horizontal real estate meaning side to side right that's how they calculate square footage that's how you know you lease this space or purchase this space but when we looked at we've done at this point we've done over 200 projects so when we looked at we start looking at those projects we're like there is more into this and because we're combining design to business, we always look at the business side. How can we make every inch of square footage of our clients, our projects more profitable? How can we use every inch of the real estate? And we realize this is how we design Asimor, that it's not just the horizontal, but there's actual uh, um, added square footage that is vertical, meaning what happened from your floor to ceiling. What happened to that square footage? So it involves maximizing the use of floor area, height, and av available vertical space to really accommodate all of the medical services and facility. I'll go deeper into that, but in nutshell, what happened from your floor to ceiling is an extra added square footage to your practice. Yeah, no, I, so are, are you just talking about um, using I'm, what I'm thinking of right now, and this is just my small peanut brain related to design, is you know putting up shelves on the walls, right, or something like that. But I mean, I, I assume yeah. whatever you're you're thinking about is that probably much more. So, like, what's an example of of when you say vertical real estate and doing intentional design related to that vertical real estate? What's an example of what you're talking about, and why is this? You know, why it's important? important. Yeah. So let me answer you why it is important first, because real real estate is the second highest expenses for medical spaces. So it's first is payroll and then is the space. So by being so intentional, I have that effectiveness of mindset and working with the team to use that uh, vertical real estate is essential because it maximizes every inch of the practice and also support the business to higher goal and higher revenue. Mm -hmm. That's extremely important. And we see, because we, again, we do case studies, we go back to our clients, we're like, wow, like the, the, the clients that they already had practices in the past, or they're simultaneously, they have, they have other practices and they come to us for, for that we designed their first one, not the first or the, for example, we have one client, he had already three practices and he came to us. So we designed a fourth practice and the revenue, the growth for that space became almost 60 to 70% more than the other spaces. Mm -hmm. Because this one of the technique is that vertical real estate. So it maximizes every inch of the practice and also support the business goals 
and it brings the higher level of revenue. Well, and in today's kind of med spa world, you know, there's, I, I, and obviously I'm generalizing here, but, but, but you've kind of broke things into three buckets and, and really there's different types of med spas. There's kind of the big, I like to call it the Taj Mahal where they've got everything and it's, it's a just, it's, it's meant to be full service. But then we've also, we're also seeing a lot of, you know, kind of efficiency related med spas that are smaller that are trying to maximize on real estate because it's expensive. Um, and so when you talk about, increasing your profitability using every inch of your square square foot for for uh, business purposes that's so important and I'm sitting here imagining like you've got like a loft space or you've some you've magically like you're hanging a a, a chair from the ceiling and it's like <laughs> like I'm trying to figure out how like how you can maximize the the vertical real estate to actually increase your dollar amount because you're you're a hundred percent right like every square inch counts. Every room counts. Every every dollar that you can collect from every room, every hour counts. It all makes a difference, especially when you're seeing folks that are trying to buy practices. So um, it's, it's super interesting. So like, what's the, um, describe something. For, yeah. Yeah. Like what's a, the benefit. yeah, please. Let me make a, make a clarification here. I think it's important. We have projects a thousand square foot. Yeah. We have projects over 30,000 square foot. We're actually launching and finishing our 30,000 square foot in Texas. Wow. 30,000. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. So what I'm sharing doesn't matter the square footage mm-hmm. of the horizontal. Like it doesn't matter where you are, how big your space is, meaning where you are as far as your location, as far as like how long you've been in the practice. It's important that you're looking at, doesn't matter how big your or small your space is, you still can leverage this to the next level. Okay. So talk about, um, yeah, let's, let's get into specific. Yeah. yeah. So the benefit of it is that, like you mentioned, the cost saving, you know, the proper storage can give you clear and detailed inventory of all your supplies, for example. When supplies are being the third highest expense in your practice, you want to make sure you're never under or over supplies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like this is getting very, very intentional. That's how we design at Seymour. And have detailed account of what you have. So potential, you know, that potentially can, you know, save you a lot of money and cost when you want to have a right cash flow, when you want to make sure your team is all efficient and everything is in place. The other benefit of it, uh, really efficiency and productivity when you're, there's proper storage and, you know, uh, everything is, is, is in the right place. The space is decluttered. Everything is like really have an intentional place to be. Um, the other elements, the biggest things that we see with our clients is like when they have equipment that they have to move from one room to another mm-hmm. or the carts right it scratches the wall is on the way of the patients or the team like are these being intentionally if you using one equipment for in like three rooms or let's say or two rooms how this is being designed that keep that can be stored and can be moved from one place or another these are big when you when when the practice is in the flow serving the patients seeing the patients doing the 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 procedure and, you know, doing all the treatments, there should be a highest level of efficiency and flow so they can see patients faster, they can serve the patients better. And having these proper storages, it helps them really have the highest level of growth. Right. This is a pre-planning for future growth growth of their practice. Well, and I, I think one thing you mentioned was the aesthetics of, 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 being decluttered and clean, I think it was one of the mm-hmm. one of the speakers. Um, God, I want to say it was I don't remember who it was Brian DeRoche maybe said that um, there's a statistic that says that if if consumers go into a retail store or a restaurant or wherever it is, regardless of how the services and good the product is, if they perceive it to be dirty or cluttered, they automatically have a bad negative connotation with that place. So having things um, decluttered and clean is is crucial, especially in this business. I tell you, it's it's has a major effect into um, how um, you create trust and vice versa with the patients. 
when patients are in the space that is cluttered, the message, the subconscious message it says, I'm not organized, I'm too much happening here, I'm overwhelmed. It's, it's that messaging and it, it creates the very, like not, not the highest level of trust, mistrust between the patients and what they experience. As you mentioned, doesn't matter how amazing their services is, how like everything is in place. But if your space is decluttered, your space is a representation of who you are. Mm -hmm. You are showing up with all of your marketing messages, your social media, your everything through your space. That's why it's so important that showing up your, your best self through the design, partially for your business and partially for patient experience. Doesn't matter. So the, the, the other layer I want to mention, doesn't matter how your patients won't come to you because you have beautiful furniture and artwork. They come to you because your space makes them feel a very specific way. We choose based on how we feel based on the experience that we have. I think one way or another, I think any, any of us in our lives, we got a beautiful cake for birthday or something. The image was so good. The icing was so good. And then you cut it, you're like, oh my God, this tastes horrible or it doesn't taste good. So you just throw the whole thing out. But in the medical practices, specifically here in the aesthetic and med spa, it's so expensive. The amount of money that it goes into construction, designing, and space planning, and getting the space running, it's so expensive. Right now, the cost of construction that we evaluated for basic renovation is around $250 per square foot for, for actually doing the, the build-out, meaning there's no walls, you have to build walls, electrical, everything. It's around $300 per square foot. And if you're using a better finishes and materials, you're up to $400 per square foot. That, That's pretty expensive, man. Like is. looking at the entire picture and say, this is how much I'm spending in my space. What is the ROI, mm -hmm. the return of investment? And that's how we design at Seymour. We're looking at all of those elements so you have all of the right pieces, regardless how small or big as far as the square footed or are you a startup or you've been in practice for 5, 10, 15 years, you have one location or you have, you know, we have clients that have like 5, 10 locations. Like all of this that I'm sharing is the fundamental of creating a successful, profitable, and joyous at the end you want to have fun you want to serve your patients you want to grow um organically and beautifully mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. to to make sure all of this happens with intention Hey everyone, let me take a quick second to share something really interesting for your business. Did you know that a staggering 74% of consumers shop on their phones while watching TV at night? That's like 7 out of 10 of your patients. But the real eye-opener here is that less than 1 out of 10 med spas actually sell their products online. Can you imagine the untapped potential of giving your patients the convenience to purchase treatments, services, or skincare right from the comfort of their own homes through your very own branded app? That's where RepeatMD comes in. RepeatMD is the fastest growing software in the medical aesthetics industry, and for good reason. RepeatMD is designed by e-commerce experts who have worked with renowned brands like Target, Nordstrom, and Neiman Marcus, and they'll build your practice its own mobile rewards and shopping app. Clients love RepeatMD, and patients love the experience RepeatMD provides. RepeatMD rewards patients for spending more, encourages them to come back more often, and helps them discover treatments they'll absolutely love. On top of that, your practice can sell memberships and offer financing for services all through your very own app designed and managed by the experts at RepeatMD. The bottom line is that RepeatMD enhances the entire patient experience while boosting your practice's revenue. They are game changers for your med spa. So what are you waiting for? Visit repeatmd.com forward slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. And guess what? We'll have special pricing for medical spa insider listeners and you'll receive 50% off towards your first purchase. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to repeatmd forward slash amspa today. Hey folks, it's Alex Tiersch, and this episode is brought to you from our friends at Boulevard, the first and only med spa client experience platform that includes seamless scheduling, client messaging, 
and payments that are elegant and reliable. Boulevard delivers everything you need to inject style and sophistication into every client interaction. Set the tone with online booking that matches your high-end brand aesthetic and improves the productivity of your staff and resources. Elevate and personalize services with HIPAA-compliant forms, digital charting, and detailed client profiles. And grow your aesthetic empire with automated marketing campaigns and powerful workflow integrations like Shopify, QuickBooks, Instagram, and so much more. And for a limited time, Boulevard is waiving data migration and onboarding fees for AmSpa listeners. That's over $1,000 in savings to get you up and running. Don't wait. Click the link on our episode webpage to learn more or visit joinblvd.com slash AmSpa. That's joinblvd.com slash AmSpa. Thanks so much. So let's let's dig into it. So what are yeah. some, yeah, some like, take me through like whether it's an example or a sample or, or whatever yeah. it is you have where, where, you know, using the concepts that you're talking about uh, in vertical real estate actually goes from point A to point B and what's the, you know, what's the difference that it makes? Yeah. So some of the applications or some of the design that we do, um, one of the top one is a storage and organization. So uh, we usually create floor to ceiling storage, either end of the hallways, in the treatment rooms, if there is enough space. Um, if we have a high ceiling area like mezzanine area, anywhere that we can utilize the wall space from the floor to ceiling in the beginning. So every three to five years average medical practices, they have around 30% of growth. When this vertical real estate is being utilized and designed well from the beginning, it allows the practice in the next three, five, seven to 10 years grow very fast actually. And also it, it doesn't stop them from outgrowing of their space because one of the top pain points when we see our clients moving in, uh, with other, other practices they usually had, or they come to us and like we outgrown of our space that we built six months ago, mm -hmm. one year ago. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's very painful because they spent so much money and it wasn't intentional. So floor to ceiling storage is usually the cabinetry, the way we do it. We usually explore integrated like um, design into that cabinetry to really store the equipment. Um, we usually try to conceal like the cabinetry, like, you know, for example, putting the TV in the wall or like how we do that. We usually do a beverage station, how we use that vertical real estate to make everything simplified mm -hmm. and also more efficient. Mm -hmm. What about like secret passageways? Can we do some of that too? Like, is that possible? Actually, actually <laughs> we do that for some of our clients. We behind the counter. We usually do it like a very beautiful, like a wall panel mm -hmm. that is actually a door. So the team from front desk, they can go to the back office with just one move of like a door. So sometimes I love that. it. That's <laughs> like, I want, I want full, like a secret passageway with biomet, like kind of like, I just saw Mission Impossible yesterday. So I want full, you know, full biometric scan. I can see that. <laughs> So is it is it is it storage mostly or are there other applications as well? So the other one, like really one of the really important elements, the other important elements is lighting, right? Our human behaviors gets controlled by the lighting. Like you put a plant next to the window, you see it like how it gets attracted towards the light. So the other uh, application is the way we add LED lighting into the vertical real estate. So it can create the higher ceiling open area that it helps the patients to have a higher level of experience. So it kind of like bringing nature's in by having those LED lights in the ceiling or sometimes like floor to ceiling to bring that sense of spaciousness into the space as well. The other application is using uh, intermediate floors, meaning like how everything, for example, um, our clients, when we're looking at one room, we're like, how can we multi-usage the space? Meaning, can this room, for example, be used uh, as, a, as a, a consultation room and can be used as an office? 
So one of the techniques that we use, we build a floor to ceiling um, uh, workstation and we do the sliding doors over it. And when the sliding door is open, it becomes an office. It's all vertical. The, the team can work on that you know, counter and the shelving on the wall. When the, the, the sliding door is closed, it becomes a consultation room. So they can see patients, they can multi-usage of that area as well. So I think these are like three main examples that I can give you that it really creates the major effect to really leverage that square footage of vertical mm -hmm. real estate. I, that's, that, that's awesome. The, the, the idea that you can have a, and I think this is especially for, I mean, and I know there's, I'm oversimplifying and there's lots of different, different applications, but places that are getting started and need, you know, maybe that don't have the luxury yet of having a space that where they've got their own office. They, 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 I know a lot of like NPs and PAs who are starting out and they really, they start very small and they, they need to maximize a lot of the space. So that's kind of cool where you can have an office and a, a, a consult room in the same place, which is it's intuitive, I think, but also difficult when it comes to a med spa. Um, what about, and I'm, I'm just gonna, I just thought of this. What about, um, like retail space? Like, do you like for skincare and stuff like that? Is, is that, um, that's one thing that we're constantly preaching to folks about is the, how much money and how much profitability you can make from your retail space. What are you seeing from that as far as the vertical design or is, 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 is that relevant? Absolutely. I think um, you hit the uh, really, really important point. When we design for our aesthetic uh, projects or our med spa clients, one of the big thing and emphasize is the retail area. Some of the technique that we use, because retail area by itself, it can be a selling point, which no one wants to be sold to. Like people don't want, like even myself or you, like we don't want to be sold to. But how can that space to be so elegant and inviting that the patients just like be drawn to it mm -hmm. and without like even like being forced or keep like asking, oh, we have a retail area. Like the way we design, we make that space so intentionally and welcoming um, area that patients usually are, I would say we, because we ask our clients all the time now, they're like, oh, I want to test this, you know, product. They, we created it in a way that is super intentional and elegant. So one of the techniques that we use, we use free floating shelves mm -hmm. and we put LED under it because it has these overglowing elements into it that the patients gets drawn into it back to the lighting, mm -hmm. right? So, and also we sometimes, another element that I usually talk about it in my webinar, the location of the, real, uh, the, the retail area is extremely important. So there's a psychology in design, it's called invariant right. This psychology invariant right, meaning 90% of humans, customers, clients, when they enter to any kind of space as a human subconsciously, we pay attention to the right side. Hmm. So if we have a chance all the time, we put the retail area on the right side because patients will have the highest level of attention to that area. So knowing how to navigate through the patient psychology and positioning the retail area, or even when we do, we actually start adding retail area into the uh, treatment room area because we tell our clients, hey, just have that conversation genuinely and be interested and ask your patients, what's your daily routine? Mm -hmm. And when you ask that question and your retail area is very simplified, we usually put the elaborated one in the lounge area. And, you know, if you listen listen to my other podcast, to your listener, we don't call it waiting room, we call it lounge area. So in the lounge area is more, usually more elaborated uh, retail, but then we put a simplified one in each treatment rooms and we invite our clients to have that kind of, you know, training for their team to say, what's your daily routine? Because... Alex, it's so important. 
we always, I, I say that in my webinars usually, that doing the upsell and adding more value to your patients is the responsibility of the med spa team. Mm -hmm. You're responsible to upsell your patients authentically by asking questions and we help our clients to design the spaces so they, they, they be creating the space and the right location so the patients can be engaged and also be part of this business and uh, a workflow of the med spa. So I'm happy, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you, you asked about the retail because retail can bring a lot of revenue for the practice and how it's well-designed intentionally mm -hmm. can really make a huge difference into how patients want to purchase want to you know you know have that conversation even like you know like this is my daily routine this is what i need okay did you do this procedure how can i even like you know take more value home not just i, I we, we i we tell that our clients your retail is where your your relationship with your patients continues mm -hmm. even when they leave your practice mm -hmm. after they got you know treatment so it's very, very important. That's how we use the vertical real estate by putting the right design, the location of it, and also how we, you know, usually the free floating shelves with LED light under it is simplified back to conversation of decluttering, the less of the things in the space and making the space very, very decluttered is the best way to connect the patients to the practice, to the retail, to all of those elements. So that that was fat. There was so much in there, and the thing I thought most about was ninety percent of people look to the right when you come into a room. That's like the most the thing that's and and, and is that that so that's something. First of all, how do I know if I'm in the ninety percent? Is this every room that you go into, or is this just like this is a human attention yeah. subconsciously? You go to the right. We pay attention to it. To the right side, like if you go to all the updated new new uh, airports, yeah. because airports have been so outdated, they start doing yeah. a lot of construction, yeah. and you see that when they when they design, you go to the restroom, yeah. the entry point, they guide you to the right one because they know it's gonna have a higher level of flow yeah. versus if you put it on, on the left. So knowing that you know subconsciously, sometimes when when we have the chance to do the space planning, we put the lounge area on the right side. These are like really like patients will love to be in that space. They don't know why, but all of these elements that has been designed for them, it makes a huge difference at, for the patient retention and patient referral. Yeah, see, it's that Jedi mind trick. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm left-handed. I wonder if it still applies to me or if I if I if me I too. Left, I'm a left-handed. I wonder if I go too, left so, now. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm a, I guarantee everyone listening now is going to start looking around. Where am I looking? Where am I drawn to? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing you mentioned um, was you know talking to your clients about kind of their routine and what they do, which I think is 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 something again like. As you say it and you explain it, it seems intuitive, but I, I probably would never have thought of that about, about that it, 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 without you saying it. Um, talk about your process, right? So when you talk to folks about going through their design, um, that's one of the things you do. What's your daily routine? What else do you do to kind of get inside their head, get inside the flow of the practice to understand what needs to be done? So that question is actually for the for the medical team to ask the patients. But when we ask our clients, there's very first off is starting with why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because if your why is so clear, then your what and your how fall into its right place. Right. I think at this point we all know about Simon Sinek, Golden circle is talk about starting with your why we do the same thing at Seymour first we want to understand the vision and mission mm -hmm. because then we can connect it because when we design we bring the clients branding how the logo how the website and we we your we bring that to the interior design so the mood board we create is all starts with the why with that really having that direct connection and cohesiveness Cohesiveness is huge into patients' retention and patients' uh, referral because they feel like every place you speak the same language. There's no mistrust. There's no disconnection. 
from the logo to the website to the social media and when they come to the space everything speaks the same language and from there we start developing the design talking about the space planning we do our space planning based on a formula we call it we have it is based on profitability meaning how much of your square footage is been allocated to profit generating activities mm-hmm. meaning the area that you charge for how much of your square footage is allocated to that and then from there we do a, a budget breakdown we don't do this just nice design we actually let me talk about let's see like what is the budgetary how much do you want to spend on this so we have a, our budgetary because we have projects all across us so we have that higher level of budget or midway where do you want to go from there then we design we develop all the drawings we send samples to our clients we fedex them in the box we create a virtual reality with the goggle so we send our clients goggles no so before they go to construction they walk through their entire space the workflow the design because that's the right timing not when the client when the contractors start ordering materials and building yeah. and you're like I don't know I don't know man I don't know if I like this I'm like no that's too late let's use the technology so we use the technology to serve our patients to get clarity to save time money and they go to construction and it comes the time for furniture and artwork that we usually select all of them and hand it to them and we go to the finish line I want to do it I want to do virtual reality <laughs> tour <laughs> Are you, by the way, are are you using, have you started using AI at all in any of your work yet? We actually do a lot of research on AI and it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. AI is, can, I think the whole world got divided into two uh, categories that they hate them and then they love them. And we like jumped into the love it like let's use it in our advantage and be better and faster in our research and how we can design yeah i, I mean i love it i'm just pretty sure it's going to destroy all of humanity like in the terminator so that's that's <laughs> that's kind of what my 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 takeaway is but i think it's really cool um and i know it's not going away and there's going to be a lot more to 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 come um so what's what's next for you and your business i mean it's been so cool to see you grow what's what's what does the future hold for for seymour design and and like what are you up to next so i would say honestly as as i i kind of covered it when you asked about like the the last two three years i believe the next is even get more simplified higher uh, serving the higher level to our clients and keep continue the what we do because we love what we do and we're so passionate about it. And um, I believe just getting more fulfillment and like you know serving more clients all across US is what you know. We, I mean, we've been reviewing our projects. We've done over two hundred projects in medical only medical interior design and it's pretty incredible what we witnessed so we're we're even ready more to bring all of those experiences all of those amazingness all of those results that we have for got for our clients to bring it to the new clients and serve them in the higher level and can folks are do you on like on your website or do you, do you have places where folks can see examples of what you've done i mean what, what if folks want to learn more where do they go and and, and what can you show them Absolutely. So our Instagram is Seymour Design, S-I-M-O-U-R Design. And our website is um, www.seymourdesign.com. And there's a lot of resources, there's a lot of learning, a lot of pictures. And also we have a free consultation, complimentary consultation that we are, we, this is the first intention with this call is to help our community to get clarity because there's so much noise. There's so many on, um, I would say proven, unproven, I don't know if there's a word, but there's so many ways to do this, but there's only one way to do it in a successful way is to follow a formula. So we have this complimentary design consultation. If they're interested, they can go to our website um, or call us the numbers there and or go to our social media to our Instagram, see more design and we can definitely 
I, and then and then you send them the goggles and it's off to the races and it's like it, it's like I'm sitting there thinking the three things that I remember and of course this is not true I'm just being cheeky but um, you look to the right use AI and secret doorways those are the that's the key to a profitable practice <laughs> and virtual reality <laughs> absolutely have fun have fun through the process yeah. I think that's well, I, I, I appreciate again. I know you're super busy. I appreciate you um, coming on, Mitra. And again, there's you've got a lot of resources on the American Med Spa Association website. So please check that out. You've got uh, webinars that are available to everybody. And obviously the podcasts are, the, are there as well. Um, final words. What's is something really intuitive and fulfilling? I feel like you're going to say something like, what's the sound of one hand clapping and then you're going to give the answer to it (laughs) i don't know i I think uh one thing i i I believe i want to tell your tell uh amspa community and members and listeners is because i've been doing this for over two decades now which is amazing Um, because you're only 25 years old i don't know how that works but yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know just saying do it once and do it right because we get those calls that they went through the entire process, spent tremendous amount of time of their family, their own selves, their money, their investment, their loans, and they came back to the other side and are like, man, I should have done it right. So one thing, if I can leave this whole conversation, one thing, do it once, and do it right. I couldn't agree more. We do. We talk about that all the time. It's in, in the law. It's the five and 50 rule. $5,000 to do it first the wrong way or the right way. 50,000 to do it the wrong way and then have us come in and fix it. So it's kind of the same thing. You've got to have that, that intentional design and the intentional investment at the beginning to make sure that it's done right. And that no doubt involves virtual reality and AI and all kinds of stuff like that. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, so cool. I appreciate this. This is this has been 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 great. We're, we're going to have you back on. I'm sure um, you're you again. Folks can can find you um, at, at, on your website, social media through through Amspot, whatever you want. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much for having of me. Of course, anytime. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Mitra Silva, founder and CEO at Seymour Design. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.